0: Today's guest is Nico Vimvakis. Nico is the Vice President of Retirement Planning Solutions for Barnum Financial Group. He serves as a resource to Barnum advisors and clients by helping to design optimal retirement recommendations and help put clients on the right path to meet their financial goals and objectives. He joins me to talk about the retirement planning space, the current state of annuities, as well as its future outlook, and a few programs he's been working on here at Barnum. I'm Paul Blanco, and this is Small Steps, Big Wins. All right, Nico, welcome to the show, Small Steps, Big Wins. I'm excited to have you. It's been uh, really fun watching your journey so far, and... Uh, I'm excited to uh, share some things and all your expertise in uh, retirement planning and annuities today. I
1: appreciate it. I'm, uh, I'm excited to be here.
0: All right. I guess my first question to set the tone for the audience here. And if you're uh, if you're driving at some point, keep an eye on some of the times that uh, he says things because you're going to want to go back and listen to a few of these things over again to learn some of the expertise that uh, Nico brings to the table. But Tell us how you got in the industry and how you got started and before we go to where you are today.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I'll take you back to almost 12 years now, graduated college, uh, Southern Connecticut. And back then it was hard to get a job. I remember looking around, applying, and then uh, eventually had a couple of connections. They brought me to Barnum, made my way here, started in our operations department. Remember those good old days? Yeah. And I, I, I just put my best foot forward to continue to work hard day in, day out. I think I got noticed along the way. And then, uh, someone came to me, you, uh, years back and you said, Hey, listen, there's a couple of new opportunities opening up in the firm. I think you would be a good fit. I'm giving you two choices. You went through both options. I took the other one. You said, no, you're not going there. So then here I am. I remember that. So you really only had one option. So I really only had one option, but I obviously made the right decision.
0: Tell me, like. Were you passionate? Because you were on the sale of the Melis Desk, which you were processing and helping advisors make sure they were doing all the paperwork the right way for their clients on the broker-dealer side.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But this was really into the annuity space. And were you did you have a passion for annuities or... What, you know, tell me about that.
1: Yeah, no, it was brand new. I just, I had a passion for, for growth. I had a passion for always putting my best foot forward. You come to work, I believe in you work hard and then you kind of doors open up, right? Magically, even how that first um, opportunity opened up, it was just all about working. And then when I got into it, you learn more and you more. And then that's, I think that's for me personally, where the passion started to come from is I learned more about how important this vehicle was, how it should be properly utilized, where it's so good at. And then also you got a little angry because you hear people saying, well, annuities don't do this, they do that, they're not good, they're not that. But when you're in something and you're in it day in and day out and you go passionate about it, you don't you don't like hearing the negative things that aren't necessarily true. So a, a part of me has evolved into the part where I wanna let educate everyone for the importance of why annuities can play a big part in your financial plan and your goals and your retirement picture. You know, I think
0: it's pretty awesome when you think about it, because I want you to get more uh, tactical later as we go through it. But as you're all listening out there, we find that you have to have a growth mindset, even when it comes to products as an advisor. And for many of your entrepreneurs that are on the line, don't just say something until you check it out yourself. Mm -hmm. And I, I give you a lot of credit that you did that. So fast forward, I know that over 12 years, you've done a lot space is crowded. There's probably 25 carriers that you work with. Mm -hmm. And one of the things um, I've shared a lot over the past episodes about the CRM system here at Barnum, that's really named B2, but can you talk specifically um, about how we got where we are on the annuity side of that And what it does and what it does for you and your your
1: partner jj yeah i mean using our our b2 software has been life-changing for us personally so what was happening is barnum financial group was growing and growing really fast the industry was changing products were products were consistently evolving and clients were the ones that were getting left behind because as you continue to grow and products continue to change and there's been this mentality and thought process out there that if you buy something an insurance product once you're tied to or stuck to it for life, which doesn't make any sense to me. So our our goal and our mission has always been to educate the advisors to help their clients at the end of the day and say, listen, maybe you did buy what is the best, um, or maybe you bought something where there's something better now, but manual work. There's only so much time in the day. So we had this quickly switch over to something that can help us from a technology standpoint. And that's the evolution of B2. So what B2 does is it takes client policy information, it spits it through a ton of algorithms that we've put together to help identify who should I be talking to as an advisor that I can help that client get into a better position. So it looks at if you bought something in the past, what else is out there that looks like that product today? And can I reposition them into that new vehicle that's going to be more efficient one way or the other?
0: So for many of the listeners out there when you think of the when the word algorithm, you know, the big buzzword today and the way the industry and the world's going is using artificial intelligence you and your team was using that way prior to it becoming so popular and that's how you scaled it because it was going really fast and when you think about it so let me make sure for the listeners I dummy it down a little mm-hmm. bit so These 25 carriers that you're, you possibly are working with it might be more or Mm -hmm. a few less, but you're taking all their policy data for each customer, each client, and it's getting fed into this. And then you're using, what are they like? How is it like 10 different fields that Mm -hmm. they're using? Or how does that part work
1: to get it to the actual advisor? There's there's a lot of different fields The primary ones, client's age. Um, rider data specifically cash values uh how long have they owned the policy uh strength of their income rider so if someone's bought something that's geared to give them lifetime income we want to know what is that rate going to be right as interest rates rise rates get better interest rates drop rates get worse so we're, we're paying attention to a lot of the little factors that play a big role in what the next proper decision should be um without giving away all of the, the the secret sauce but those are what we're really honing in on yep, got it. and then we're building out also as we're paying attention to what's being offered in the marketplace so the system know the system's seeing two sides you are seeing what you have currently versus what can you go get and it's real time which is also really important advisors are busy clients are meeting you may have only annual meetings with your clients but if the market shoots up today and you're not set to meet with that person for another nine months you can help reposition that person to get into a more efficient vehicle. You may miss that opportunity where the system is going to highlight, identify and ping you to let you know, Hey, maybe you should call Paul back and have this conversation and see if they're interested.
0: No, that's amazing. And what I also am thinking to myself as I sit here is let's say on the VA space, there's 10 wholesalers in the industry that are really looking at the advisors and, obviously, trying to get wholesale into the corner office. And you took this role as technically a wholesaler 12 years ago. And am I correct in saying that you and your partner are really a clearinghouse so that an FA doesn't have to meet with 10 wholesalers because they come in and they say this client wants to give me a million bucks and then they have to go find out Uh where they position it? Are you guys... Do you know all the products and that's kind of how you're doing it?
1: Yeah. So can I share a story that just happened right before I walked into this room with one of our advisors here? And he, he, he was like, I know I say this to you all the time. He's not a a legacy Barnum advisor. Um, He came here years ago. He goes, I think you guys get taken, not taken advantage of. He's like, I don't think anyone realizes how awesome what you do um, and what you and your team do to help me in my day. The fact that I don't have to call six or seven or 10 different carriers to make sure I'm doing what's fiduciarily sound for my clients, where I can go to you and I know that you're going to give me what's in the best interest of my client based on the variables that I'm telling you. And you're looking at the entire marketplace. You're like, that's value that there's so much value in that, um, that you, that you, your team has specifically been like a life saving for us. So like, I don't want to get too into that, but essentially that's what we're doing. Our job is what's happening in the industry, products change every couple of weeks, uh, whether it's rates or, or, or features or riders, whatever the case may be, we're staying on top of it because we wanna make sure that whenever you're sitting across the table from a client, you're giving them the best option based on what they're looking for. And we don't want you spending the six hours calling each and every wholesaler who's gonna tell you they have the best product anyways, and they all might fit, but it's not, it may not be the best of the best, and that's where we come in.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. And thank you for what you do. When you think about what else goes into day-to-day, what else are you doing for the FAs using the tool? And that's helping you scale, but them also scale. Mm -hmm. They can use it on their own, but tell me what else you're doing on a day-to-day basis. With
1: Yeah. So day-to-day. So how I run my practice here are with most of our our FAs, with existing books, I have reoccurring meetings. So it's either every three weeks, every four weeks, every six weeks or quarterly. So I'd say you take our top, you know, 30 or 40% of clients here in the FA space. Those are reoccurring. So in those meetings, what I'll do is say, I've done a lot of trials and, and errors and successes and failures. I keep it to let's, let's identify three or five people that the algorithm is picking up that based on today's conversation, we can help them out just by looking out what else is out there, right? So again, I'm not doing the heavy lifting any longer. The system is identifying. So I'll give you a great example. Let's say you have a client eight, 10 years ago, purchased a an income annuity because their financial plan said they need guaranteed income in retirement to pair with social security and they're getting $18,000 a year from said company. Well, the system's saying if their plan hasn't changed and they're still looking for income, well, you can reposition their their asset into a new company with better raise. Instead of getting $18,000, they could get $23,000. So if, if someone calls and says, hey, I can get you $5,000 more a year in lifetime income, you know what would stop you from saying yes? And that's those are some of the things that we're looking at. Then there's the whole other side of the spectrum where there are policies where clients purchased a long time ago that do have some costs involved. They're not taking advantage of the insurance and I'm saying, you know, does this client still need this investment? Do they still need this annuity? If they're going to treat it like a brokerage account, maybe they're better off being in a brokerage account, right? Like, so I try to make sure that everyone is maximizing what's in front of them for the entire picture.
0: Well, it, it really, as you're saying all that, I'm thinking to myself, well, this is what a fiduciary really means. And it's hard to do, you know, as I meet with advisors in the marketplace and interview advisors that maybe are leaving their company. Lots of times they don't even know where their book exists. Mm-hmm. And if you're sitting here, you know, on the call, step one is get a CRM system that you can really build a service model. This is a service model at a different level, but you know, you got to do that as an FA out there. I think that's a uh, pretty awesome how you guys yeah. are managing that it says zoom. Change your game. And what I mean by that is joint field work with advisors. Sometimes they can't be an expert on everything. And I'm thinking to myself that in the old days, pre COVID, if you were doing joint field work, you'd be driving all over the place, could be in five different states. And today, you're able to zoom in and be where sit where you are here in Shelton, Connecticut. But then be participate in those meetings and an advisor doesn't even have to know everything they need to know and they can bring an expert in. Has that
1: changed it for you? It's been amazing. I mean, I remember when I started, we do some of these joint joint field work and I go on as the the specialist and you're driving all around, you're spending an hour, two hours in the car. I remember one of my very first meetings, I showed up, the guy was in underwear. I'm like, is this real? <laughs> like, is this is this actually happening right now? Um you sure they weren't playing a joke on you? I don't know what it was. <laughs> but yeah, Zoom just it's, it, it makes you be more efficient. And when I say that it's the two hour drive, the hour and a half drive, that sitting in traffic that has that mental fatigue. And I got some great advice is, you know, every time you're meeting with someone new, any conversation that you're having, you know, you want to be mentally there 100%. You don't want to be fatigued. You don't want to be tired. You don't want to be angry or upset because someone may have a bad experience with you and that has prolonged effects. So I think Zoom is great because now you can do two or three back to back. You could take a 1530 hour break, whatever you need. You could set your schedule. You could meet with clients in California or New York or Florida. And COVID's made Zoom and everything else normal, right? Like, so now you're more efficient, you're more normal, everything's normal. And, and you're losing some of that fatigue that, you know, you, you, you weren't really ready for.
0: Well, I like that you're saying that because, you know, one of the things I like to teach is being a corporate athlete. Mm-hmm. And when you're a corporate athlete, there's recovery and and you're taking that really seriously about being prepared, mentally prepared and physically prepared for the, the game yeah. or the meeting. So I love that analogy. And if you're sitting there and, you know, it drives me crazy when I see advisors running to a meeting and you say, Hey, where are you going? It's almost one o'clock, and they're like, Oh, I have a one. And it's thir- it was thirty minutes away. I'm yeah. like, you're going to be late for your meeting. Would you be late for a game? Oh, no, not. You wouldn't. So that's how a corporate athlete thinks
1: about it. That's uh, thank you for sharing that. I think everyone deserves your A game, right? And you want to hundred percent. You if you take pride in your work, you want to deliver your A game. Yeah, I'm just
0: curious. Um, when you're meeting with advisors and like you were talking about doing book reviews with them, are you now doing that on Zoom so you can share stuff and share your screen versus the, you know, prior to this, you were probably doing it on,
1: on the phone. Yep. Has it made those better. So yeah. Prior was either on the phone, which is really difficult because you're, you're talking about something, but there's no visual to, to see it. Or you would go to an advisor's office. You'd spend an hour, you'd chit chat about whatever, whatnot, and then you would get into it, but then you'd have to toggle between this, this button and that who's driving. You're not driving on the screen, right? Like there's a lot of, it wasn't as efficient now, There's a process in place. We log on to zoom. I have everything preloaded onto the screens, not fumbling around. I know what, what we're going to talk about. We'll do five minutes of, you know, hellos, catch ups, you know, how's everything going? And then it's 25 minutes or or 55 minutes of, all right, here's, here's the action items. Here's what I've identified. Um, This is what I think we should talk about for today. What do you have on your agenda? And then then we rock and
0: roll. It's awesome. And you know, I never, I really didn't think about that, but, You're taking the advice that we're giving advisors to use with clients. You're doing that for yourself and making the experience even more efficient and better. Mm -hmm. Really good stuff. So earlier on in your intro, you talked about annuities and, you know, the the dispelling the myth around annuities. And I love that because I believe they have a major purpose. But for the people that are on here, I think what, what you're doing and what you're helping advisors do is you're taking these SMAs and there's all kinds of thoughts in the industry. And I'd like to understand your view on this, where someone's saying, put everything into this SMA and what you're doing is, for lack of a, a better simplified answer, you're splitting tickets. So you're saying, you know, this much is going to go in here and this much is going to go in this sleeve and here's why. Can you talk about like help us and for the younger advisors out there that have no idea, mm-hmm. help us how that how that works and why and you know dispel the myth for me?
1: Yeah, so it's really dependent because because for annuities they can go all over the place, right? We've been talking about income annuities, now we're seeing this this big up and coming of of structured RILA annuities um, that are really going to be the become the new norm in this in this product field, um, and then you see a lot of fixed annuities as well. So we, we could kind of touch on all three, but it's really when I'm sitting across. From the client, you know, how old are they? What are they looking for? What's important to them? What are they concerned about? Um, and then that will help us determine, okay, well, we all believe that a large portion of your portfolio should be invested properly based on your risk tolerance. You need liquidity, right? So that's 60 or 70% of your overall asset, but now you have 30, 30% of these assets, or uh you have an income need. So let's let's start with the income need. Let's fast forward to the future. Well, what guaranteed income sources do you have? You have social security. Do you have a pension? No. Okay. Do you have your expenses laid out? Okay. You do great. What are those expenses? Wonderful. Well, now what's your guaranteed income? Just social security. Well, 30% of your lifetime expenses based on our analysis is covered with guaranteed income. Like now, is that enough? Now, depending on who you talk to, everyone has a different opinion. Some may say yes. Some may say no. Some may say 50%, 60% or 70%. I let the advisor run their practice because that's on on them to to determine how much they want as long as the numbers make sense. So we'll say, all right, well, now we could do one of two things. You could either allocate 30% or we could back into what that income need should be. And by doing that, you're gonna have to put X amount of a deposit down, deferred out. And that's this is when you're gonna get to that that number. Wonderful. That's strategy number one. But on the other side, you may have clients that are just looking to grow. They're not concerned about income. They're in their mid 40s, late 40s, early 50s, but they're also not ready to just buy equities. (laughs) They're not ready to just be, and I'm just going to ride it out, whatever happens. So you want to diversify a little bit. So that's where this new structured annuity space has come into play, right? So what are some, some pros? There's relatively low to no fees. So clients love talking about that. There's really not much limitations on the upside based on today's conversation. So you can buy a major index and get all the returns and you're setting it for six years and you get some downside protection along the way with with the buffers and caps. And we could dive into that if we need be or we do that at a later date. You already lost me. Yeah, right. (laughs) Um, But so the point of that is you're looking for diversification. You're trying to give the client something that's going to be emotionally important to them. So by leveraging some of these vehicles with that protection and that upside, it fits very well when you look at the overall portfolio. And if you want to take it a step further, you can almost buy a little insurance benefits on top of these policies. But if you think the market's going to take off, you capture the market upside, all that market upside, plus you get a little bit more growth. So, you know, that's where my team really comes in. And I'm trying to understand what the advisor is telling me about the client, or I'm trying to understand directly from the client, what they're looking for. And then we will match the products. We'll offer them and say, this is what I see. Do you think this makes sense?
0: Now, is there a software that you use when you get into the details of this or how's that work and does do the advisors have that at their fingertips?
1: How's that all come together? Yeah, so from the income one, we actually built our own internal uh, software where we scan the entire marketplace. we scan the variable, which is kind of newer but not, not many people are doing this. but we, we see how the riders work exactly. So internally our advisors can go on and within seconds, run quotes out in the industry on every product that they have available to them and figure out exactly what the premium needs to be inside of said carrier to get this outcome uh, from an income standpoint in the future. Wow. And it's just a click of the button. Click of the button. I think it's five inputs to enter, and then you have every company that you need. It's amazing. And, And advisors can do that on their own. They can do it on their own. Wow. That's
0: pretty cool. Let's switch gears a little bit for you. When I think about your career, you know, 12 years later, you're in this spot. You have a team around you now. Your
1: team's managing
0: a lot of advisors and uh,
1: continuing to grow. What's next for you? That's a good question. I love a challenge. I, and I love building new things. I love education. I think my next steps are I'm very passionate around the misinformation that's happening in our industry. Um, it really bothers me when I see some of these commercials on TV and you're getting, from, from my opinion, wrong propaganda. So I think there's a need for someone to, to come out there, spread the word, and not someone that says everyone needs annuities, because that's absolutely not the, the case. Sure. But I think everyone should be educated to make an, a decision on their own. And kind of what we've been chatting about here, well, does it make sense to be a part of your portfolio? So I think the next level for me is to kind of get out there a little bit more. Be a little bit more vocal, continue telling the story that I'm telling all of our advisors here, but get to more and more. So this conversation becomes normalized. Well, it's interesting as I continue to uh, build this podcast and interview lots of
0: advisors, the best ones is one thing in common, right? They're they're all talking about the end user, meaning the client and the impact they're making on their lives. Even the ones that don't take advice from them that they may be taught in a workshop or that didn't buy they're still educating them. Mm -hmm. And that legacy for them is just continuing to live on. When I think about what you just said, and you know, the, this 20, 30 minutes has just flown by with you. You need to get after that now because you have such a passion for it. And you're right. It's, there's misguided information and you need to get out there Mm -hmm. and start doing
1: it. Like, what are you you, doing sitting here? You gotta (laughs) get out there. This is the start. So, if you had an iPhone 4, you know, who's telling, like, why would you only own an iPhone 4? But so that's what's happening. People are saying, oh, you bought an iPhone 4, you're stuck to that iPhone 4, even though new ones are coming out. It doesn't make any sense. So, on the annuity side, that's kind of like the, oh, you should never move that, don't replace it. When you buy, like, it's not, that's not true. Annuities are. are, Or why not use annuities when they're in the right place? Yeah, or turn it on if you have it, right? Like, they are one of the most powerful and efficient investment vehicles, as long as they're properly utilized. Yeah.
0: I think that's and, the, the right, the right way to say it.
1: Yeah. And I, and that's kind of what I'm passionate about. Not kind of, it's what I'm passionate about. It's just a matter of how do I get that out there to the masses. It's awesome. Uh, well, uh, you need to
0: do that because they need your help out there and you need to make that impact. You get up each morning, you are going at it. What motivates you?
1: Yeah. I, I think, uh, you know, as I'm getting a little bit older here, I got my new routine down. Um, I've gotten back into being fit. I'm not worried about the six pack any longer, but I'm worried about waking up, getting a workout in feeling good. I think feeling good. If your body feels good, your mind feels good. And then that, those are the best days. The days that I work out, I feel like I have the most just the focus, Yeah, maybe. most focused, uh, I get I like, get the most done, so that to me, like that, that starts out the day, it puts me in a great mindset to can continue that on from there. I think, I think that's
0: really critical. I, uh, I was, as you're talking about the abs, as I've gotten older, I figured out my problem is I'm just not tall enough.
1: Mm-hmm. So that's if I was it's. taller, my
0: abs would look amazing.
1: Yeah. But, uh. I don't know if that's going to happen. I'm going to use that one too. Yeah.
0: Thank God I sit down on these meetings. Yeah.
1: But it, it's that. I and mean, you know, I just want to have good days every single day. I want to have a good work-life balance at this point. My schedule now is 5 a.m. Gym class, 5.30 with my wife. She motivates me. She's great to have. Start work by 7. You know, 7 to 4, go home or do whatever. Take a little bit of a break, 4 to 6, 4 to 7. And then I always check my emails or, or from 7 to 9. I look at my day for tomorrow. What do I have on the agenda? What, what's on the emails? What do I have to prepare for? And then I rest from nine to 11, bed, and I do it again the next day.
0: Yeah, it's great. And I guess the question I have for the young professionals that are sitting here, when you started this journey 12 years ago, and you know, you're know you coming into the marketplace right after you know the 08 crisis, a little after that, you're coming in and, and you're being persistent to find the job. You know, did you ever think 12 years later, you would be where you are now? And did like, do you wake up some days and say, wow, and tell me a little more?
1: Yeah, no, I never had uh, no idea. Right. Like uh, I remember starting here. You just kind of want to just, you see a lot of success. You see a lot of people that work hard, that earn it, they do it the right way. And that's kind of, that's what I've always been about. So when I started 12 years ago, I remember being here till eight, nine o'clock at night, stamping envelopes or whatever, folding things to get them off to clients so they can sign their paperwork on behalf of advisors. And, you know, if I, if I were to look at 23 year old me back then, would I say I'd be sitting around with Paul Blanco doing a podcast? Absolutely not. Like it was, but it is a testament to the young professionals that if you, if you do put your best foot forward, And you do care about the people around you and you do work hard. Good things always happen, but you have to take the right steps and care about what you do.
0: Yeah. And I I think that I I, I like that you shared that. I think that it's important that they do their part and then you can't worry about what happens on the other end. Usually, as you said, good things happen, but you have to do your own Mm -hmm. part to meet them in the middle. So what's, what's next? I mean, we fast forward, I'll have you back before 10 years, but let's say five years from now, you know, now you're, you know, you're helping advisors continue to grow. You're getting better and better at your craft. I'm sure you're building more tools. Mm -hmm. You're out making an impact in the industry and to clients, the end user. But what's next for you? What's your, what are you thinking about?
1: Well, you know, B2 is really, I'm really passionate about B2 and growing that. And I think that kind of goes hand in hand with the industry. So for me personally, and what's next, the next five years, I think we need to continue to just evolve that platform, make, make the user experience easy for clients. I'd love to see, um, not just clients being advisors, but also being actual clients, having an educational seminar or anything along those lines where people go and get, get properly informed just going to google typing in annuities and then you know reading who bought the first four spaces on there and then you get to you get to see that but like actually getting into the weeds and learning so i think the industry is truly missing someone to be this person now is it going to be me i i don't necessarily know that um could it be absolutely it, should be, yeah. it could be absolutely um but that's where i see this to continue to grow where we're, we're brand we're we're just growing and branding and working with new advisors that, that want to have a well-rounded skill set, not just be money managers, not just be annuity producers, not just be life insurance mm-hmm. producers, but someone that the, the industry that can continue to grow and, and do the whole thing.
0: Well, I think that's the future of the industry is having a balanced practice and really understand that clients need everything and you need to be educated enough, but then you need to put the resources around you to make sure they can help you fulfill
1: some of those needs. Cause it's very hard as an advisor to have it all. It's too hard. There's so much going on. It's impossible. You know, you have to worry about all the life insurance that's happening, all the investments, all the, all the options that you can, that you can choose from all the annuities, things that are constantly changing. There's a new change every single day. So unless you're in it every single day, it's impossible to know everything.
0: I know. And that, that's something I just, maybe I didn't realize that, but how frequently are the products
1: changing? It all depends on the, on the subset of, of products, but, you know, we can start with the, the basics of fixed annuity rates. Those could change daily. Companies could do off cycle changes and you got to be on top of it. There's nothing worse than quoting your client something. And then they change that night. And then you kind of, you know, you, you look like you don't really know what you're doing. Um, riders, they can, they can change. What I've learned is, you know, we can track, you know, we watch the 10 year, we can track where interest rates are going and we can at least get out ahead of expected changes we don't know exactly what the insurance carriers are going to do, but we can start to advise. At least I advise the advisors like if you're going to talk about this, this is what I'm seeing. Be prepared that this might drop. This might go up. Maybe we we wait a little bit and we watch and see or you inform the client. We, we got to act quick.
0: Well, in closing, guys, I mean, if you're sitting here and listening, you know, I know it's only a 30 minutes, but Nico is by far an expert. His partner, JJ, is an expert in these products and not only experts in the products. For the end of the client but they're experts in helping advisors to position these products properly make sure you reach out to him you know i know i said his contact stuff in the beginning and uh nico i can't wait to watch your growth if the next 12 is anything close to the first 12 you know you're going to make an impact on this whole industry and uh i think that's got to become your mission going forward so Thank you for being on small step, big wins. I always like to say, as I bring on guests, you definitely took all the small steps, not even knowing what the big wins would be and, and you're winning big. And, you know, I always say you're, uh, you're really just getting started. So thank you for being on the show today.
1: I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Paul. You, this, is, uh, this is wild. <laughs> <laughs> you did great though. Thank you. Thanks. So,
0: thank you for listening to small steps, big wins. Please rate, review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. All opinions expressed by the program participants are solely their current opinions and do not reflect the opinions their respective parent companies or affiliates or the companies with which the program participants are affiliated. Investments or strategies mentioned in this program may not be suitable for you and you should make your own independent decision regarding them. This material does not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you. You should strongly consider seeking advice from your own investment advisor. Securities and investment advisory services offered through qualified registered representatives of MML Investor Services, LLC. Member SIPC, 6 Corporate Drive, Shelton, Connecticut, 06484, telephone number 203- 513-6000. Five one three six thousand.